Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Apologize for my voice for the outset. That's what happens when you broadcast a college football game in the rain. It ruins your voice. But I have got a guest that will put up with it, and I'm going to let her do most of the talking today. Uh, Our scout executive for the Quapaw Area Council, Shanna Richardson. Shanna, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And apologies again for kind of croaking at you here today. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk Boy Scouts today. And uh, I was a scout uh, uh, all the way to the Eagle level and assistant scoutmaster for a while. I mean, Boy Scouts played a big part in my life. And uh, I know all that you're doing, and I thought our audience would like to know what you're doing. But let's back up a little bit and tell me how you got to Arkansas a year or so ago. Oh, oh, and let me tell you how much I love being in Arkansas. It is so beautiful. Thank you. It is one of the greatest places to scout because 10 minutes out my door in either direction and I am in the great outdoors. It's phenomenal. So how I got here, I've been working for the Boy Scouts of America for going into 22 years now. Wow. Yep, 22 years. I did start when I was 12. I was going to say, you started young. I did start when I was 12. Uh, no, but seriously, 22 years with this program, It I have worked with the Boy Scouts for more than half my life. Wow. And it has made a significant impact on who I am. Well, it's, it's obvious, you know, as I've gotten to know you in recent months and so forth, talk a little bit about your background and then we'll get into what's going on here, where you're from and, and kind of how you got into scouting sure. 22 years ago. Happy to do so. So, I started very young as a what's called a paraprofessional. I would go to after-school programs where kids did not have access to a lot of extracurricular activities. I mean, you were literally a teenager yes. and you were doing this, <laughs> yes. yeah. And I would uh, take the scouting program directly into the after-school programs to the kids that could not get to the scouting program themselves. I spent a good number of years doing that, then took a promotion in to Provo, Utah, as a district executive, where I served a certain territory in scouting, making sure the volunteers and were Utah all supported. Utah was your home state, right? Is Utah it, that's is where my home up. state, okay. yes. And then strangely another enough... Another beautiful place. Another beautiful place to scout, yes. And then strangely enough, I took a job in Orlando, Florida, which is where I met my husband, who is an Eagle Scout. Yes. Yes, who is an Eagle Scout. We have a fun meeting story in scouting, how we uh, met the first time. And we stayed there for about 16 years because we started having children. Wow. Yes. And then eventually took a job in Palm Beach, Florida. Beautiful place also, but realized it's probably not where we want to raise our children, which is what brought us here to Arkansas. And we absolutely love it. Well, that's great to hear. Now, you know, I'm going to make you tell the story of how you met your husband <laughs> then, now that you brought it up so far away. Oh, oh, if I must, if I must. <laughs> So my husband's mother worked with me for a while in the Boy Scouts. She ran what what is called the Cub Scout Day Camp. And he was in the Air Force and would fly home for his vacation for two weeks in the summer to help his mom run day camp. And one day he thought he was, I was there visiting. I was bringing some treats for the volunteers, just seeing what's happening. It was in the evening at about five, six o'clock and he was still a young adult and thought it was very funny to walk into the pavilion where his mom was and say a cuss word. (laughs) And I I turned around, I didn't know who he was or how he was connected. (laughs) And I turned around and tore him up and down and said, you cannot talk that way in front of scouts. And it was love after that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, that's great. That's a great story. So I have to ask, because I know, I know people are asking themselves now, I mean, obviously a female voice, why Boy Scouts? Why Boy Scouts? So again, funny story. I grew up camping and fishing and okay. and doing all that kinds of stuff with my dad, who's also a scout. And so one day on a college job board, after I had left another career and I was still trying to get through college, I saw this job to go take scouting to kids. And I thought, hey, I can do that. That's fun, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it ever since. But there's been some changes with the Boy Scouts of America, which are exciting and phenomenal changes. And I personally support with them because I have three daughters myself. Oh, exactly. And I was going to get yes, into that later. I have three daughters myself. Who are yes. all involved in Boy Scouts. Very now. involved. Mm-hmm. So quite a few years ago, we changed the Cub Scout program to be a co-ed program for boys and girls. Cub Scouts is for ages kindergarten through fifth grade and what's funny about that is you might think oh no girls in the boy scouts but cub scouts has always been a family program it's always been family so we've always had siblings and moms Mm -hmm. at all of our events we've always had the sibling pinewood derby race they'd make their own cars they'd participate in all the activities all we did was say Give them the darn patch already because they've earned it. Right. So we included girls in the Cub Scout program. And then what happens when kids hit fifth or sixth grade is they transition into what was called the Boy Scout program. So what do we do with our girls, right? Do we just drop them like hot potatoes? Absolutely not. Mm. All youth deserve the opportunity for that outdoor education and character development program that the Boy Scouts can offer. So now we have troops that are for boys and troops that are for girls in what is now called the Scouts BSA program. So Cub Scouts is fully integrated co-ed because you know they're elementary school. Once they cross over into the older youth program, which is about 11 to 18, they go into single gender troops. So girl troops for girls and troops for boys. In a nutshell, uh, and I'm just trying to get this clear in my head on, because obviously it's a long time since I was in Boy Scouts, but... In a nutshell, if you look at difference between Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, girls, as you just laid out, can be in Boy Scouts. Major difference, Boy Scouts a bit more outdoor-oriented. Isn't? Boy Scouts is a little more outdoor-oriented. We're a little bit more dirty. Yeah, there you go. So Girl Scouts, still a phenomenal and fantastic program. Yeah. Highly recommend. And kids can do, girls can do both. Girls can oh, really? be in the Girl okay. Scouts and in the Scouts BSA program. So they can earn their gold award and their eagle very easily. So still, highly recommend Girl Scouts. How neat. Yep, yep. It's like soccer and basketball, though, right? Both sports. Both have yeah. a ball, both have a net, two completely different aims and methods and, and, and rules, right? That's the difference between Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. We both have Scout in our name. We both do some camping and outdoor adventure, two completely different programs, but two very um, valuable programs. So you can still do both. Good analogy. Good analogy. So you decided to take the Arkansas job. Talk about how much of the state that the council covers and, uh, you know, coming in, what did you see as the strengths of the council here in Arkansas? What what attracted you along those lines? Um, so we serve, the Quapaw Area Council serves 39 counties. 39 in of the 75, yep. okay. Yep, we cover about... More three, than half the state. We cover almost three quarters. We cover some very large counties. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful space. Um, in our space also, hidden in... Damascus, Arkansas. We have a beautiful camp. It's called the Gus Blast Scout Reservation. And on that property, we have a traditional scout camp called Camp Rockefeller. 
And then we have our training center, which is the Reynolds Training Center. Beautiful. It's hiding. You wouldn't know it was there if you mm-hmm. didn't know. It's about 3,000 acres, though. It's massive, and the kids absolutely adore it. But what I saw coming into Arkansas, I have had the opportunity to meet some phenomenal community leaders like yourself, Rex. I've gotten to sit down over lunch and meetings and really get to know the area, and I still have a lot to learn. But what I found out is scouting roots here are deep, very deep. A lot of our current community leaders were e- are Eagle Scouts or were in scouting for a significant part of their life. And like you have said, that it has made such an impact on their life. Such an impact, which means scouting has made an impact on shaping what Arkansas is, which is such a great thing to have learned. Mm-hmm. So what I see as some of the biggest strengths is our outdoor abilities, is that we can go anywhere in the state and be outdoors, whether it's waterfalls, hiking, fishing. There's just so many opportunities for youth to get back outside and get dirty. And again, you asked earlier, what is our difference between, we do get a little dirtier. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we that's do, a great way to put it. We do. Our our kids cook meals and mm-hmm. eat, you know, and we camp and we get a little bit more adventurous. Absolutely. So we won't exactly tell you to touch the bugs, but we'll tell you which bugs you can touch and yeah. which bugs you can't. Yeah. <laughs> We do get a little bit more what adventurous. What Poison Ivy looks like, yes. stay away. Yes. Yeah. We won't tell you not to go out there and get dirty, but we'll tell you how not to get sick doing it. So we do encourage kids to get outdoors and have an adventure, which is one of the biggest opportunities we have is our kids, whether in Arkansas or Florida or anywhere else, due to COVID, right, they went through a, a transition in their lives. Mm-hmm. They all got pulled out of their activities. They all got pulled back to their family base. And it's time, they all got pulled back and put right in front of electronics for almost two years. We moved from, yes, you can have your cell phone after you do your homework and chores, to here, have your cell phone, right? Here, have your laptop and your tablet. It has made an impact on our kids. And a lot of the community leaders that I've been able to sit down with are superintendents of our schools, and they're all saying the same thing. We need your help. We need you to get these kids back active and outdoors and in leadership programs and in character development programs. And that's what scouting can provide. So one of the biggest opportunities we have here is being able to serve more kids. I was going to say, let me dig a little deeper on that. I mean, we are starting to see now with standardized test scores that COVID was not a good thing for America. No, not at all. It was really bad to have them at home out of the traditional school We're also hearing about a lot of mental health issues on and on. So working with the public schools, working with private schools, working with churches, whomever, again, digging a little deeper, what role can scouting play in all of that and bringing us back from the pandemic where we really got behind on raising our youth in this country? Yeah, and not just behind academically. We have an entire generation of kids that don't know how to interact socially or even how to take risks, right? Because Mm -hmm. they can hide behind those computer screens and have now for two years. And so we have the ability to take them outdoors in an environment where they will show leadership development, interact socially, and the best thing that we can provide them is the ability to fail and to fail in a safe place where they can learn Mm -hmm. from it. Uh, For example, if you go out on a camp out and it's cold and you've forgotten your sleeping bag on that camp out in scouting, it'll be the last time you forgot your sleeping bag, right? You remember this as a scout. Absolutely, I do. (laughs) Very well. We provide kids a safe environment to make mistakes and learn from it. We also provide some of the best leadership training out there. Scouting has always secretly been a career development program Mm -hmm. that uh, only those that have been through the program might know about 
about, and part of that is the Merit Badge Program. Everybody's heard of the Merit Badge Program, right? I'm sure that's not a new term for everybody, but this has been... Explain it to those who might not. Sure. So so there are over 100 Merit Badges that youth in the Scouts BSA program can earn. Um, 22 or so of those are Eagle required. They Mm -hmm. must earn them to earn Eagle. The entire process of earning ranks is also an interesting leadership development process, which we can touch on also. But the merit badges are all based on careers and hobbies. So as these youth think they're going through fun activities and just learning new skills, they're actually testing the water on over a hundred different careers. And a lot of scouts will come back later and say, I actually found my career through the Merit Badge program. Mm-hmm. Did, did you take communications, the communications yes, I Merit did. Badge? I, I absolutely did. I thought so, absolutely, right? Which yes. might have sparked some interest in yeah. you. Yeah. And you didn't even know at the time that you were in a secret career exploration program. You just thought I you were having, realize I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, you were just having fun. And so as we go, as the kids can advance ranks in scouts, all three of my kids are in scouts. So my mm-hmm. youngest is a bear. She's in a pack out in Cabot, a fantastic okay. pack. And then my two older are first class scouts. To go from the scout rank up to the first class scout rank, they have to go through a board of review for each of their ranks. Mm -hmm. The the most difficult board of review is to get your eagle. Do you remember doing this? Oh, very much so. So to get your eagle, not only do you have to dedicate so much time, service hours, you have to hold so many leadership positions, you have to have so many camping hours, you have to do an eagle scout project, right? Yes, yes. And part of that project is, number one, you have to plan it. Then you have to sit in front of a group of successful and intense intimidating adults. I was just going to use the word intimidating. Uh-huh. I can remember back in those days, some intimidating men, half of whom were smoking pipes, just so you know, <laughs> back in those days, so, <laughs> when I went through. Yes. And then you have to explain and justify your project, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're going to question you and they're going to dig into the details and they might make it, have you make some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might have to come back again and present again, but they'll approve your project. What does that sound like to you? Is that a young executive? A job interview, yeah. Yeah, is that a young yeah. executive doing a job interview? Absolutely mm-hmm. is. So once that project is approved, now... I never thought of it that way. Yeah, now this That's youth... why you're the scout executive. <laughs> <laughs> so once that project is, is approved, now this youth has to go out and find the funding to pay for it. They've got to do fundraising, right? They have to find the volunteers to make it happen. They have to get the approval from the location. It's a lot of work. And then they have to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Once it's accomplished, they have to go back to this group of intimidating, successful adults and justify what they've done. Mm. Talk about mistakes, what they've learned, answer questions about their scouting career. Doesn't that sound like having to present a new idea to a board? It really does. Yes. It really does. So the leadership skills that these youth walk away from after earning that rank are phenomenal, which is why when you put Eagle Scout on your resume, it gets noticed, (laughs) absolutely gets noticed because it shows dedication, it shows commitment, it shows planning, right? And also you have a young man or woman who might not be as scared to do those job interviews and those board presentations because they've already gone through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great points all. Now, I want to get back. I was talking about coming out of the pandemic, all that we need to accomplish Part of your job, obviously, is recruiting new families into scouting. So how do you recruit? What? I guess I want your elevator pitch, basically. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, so, I've, I've got kids scouting age, let's say. I don't now. They're too old. But let's say I do. 
how do you recruit me as a parent to get my children, both boys and girls, involved in scouting? Oh, I'm happy to answer that. So there's a couple of ways. We, Like I said, we've been meeting with our superintendents, and our superintendents have said, please come and get these kids back outdoors. So we have a commitment. It's a big commitment. So this is year one. Give us a chance to get through year two, right? Mm-hmm. Is every kid, every school, every classroom gets invited to join. So our goal right now is to visit every school, talk about scouting to the kids, and make sure a flyer goes home. So watch your kids' backpacks for that okay. flyer coming home and come out and join us that's step one of our recruitment step two is if you want to find out your local packs or troops that are available visit beascout.org plug in your zip code and it'll tell you where when and who to contact for each of those packs and troops in your area that are close to your house Right. Yep. And the third thing, I am very happy to let you guys know, Rex, I didn't get to tell you this before the last time we chatted, but we have a new partnership with the Arkansas After Schools Network, oh, wow. which is going to provide funding for us to mm-hmm. take scouting to those kids who wouldn't be able to get to scouting otherwise, Yeah. which is back to my roots is taking those kids who are in rural communities, whose parents are working two jobs, mm-hmm. who have grandparents raising mm-hmm. grandkids. We're gonna take scouting to our local community centers and after school programs to make sure that all kids have access. All right, let me go just the opposite of those kids in rural communities, urban areas. Yes, same. You know, in in the inner city Little Rock, let's say, kids have, have never camped out. They've, they don't have a father at home. They've never been fishing and so forth. How do you get those kids into scouting? So same thing. We're going to take scouting right to them in their local community centers okay. and the after school program. So we've been talking with our local boys and girls club as well to make sure that we're taking scouting to them. We've got funding available to take those kids up to camp and let them have their first outdoor experience. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad, provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. To sign up today, call 1-800-482-1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now, as we get into this, I, I certainly don't want our audience to say, uh, you know, the guy is ignoring the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, you know, we I'm in a newspaper. We, we know the coverage of uh, uh, the sexual harassment scandal, uh, much as we've seen in the Catholic Church, now the Southern Baptist Church, which is uh, the largest membership in Arkansas, in Boy Scouts. So, 
explain first of all, and then I want to talk about where you see scouting sure. headed. But explain first of all the bankruptcy. Explain to those who don't understand the setting how the councils are independent sure. uh, of Boy Scouts of America. If you will kind of lay that out for listeners, I'm happy to, and I will be probably more honest than some of your other. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I appreciate so, that. So honestly. let me start with this. Um, bad people will choose good organizations to do bad things. Mm. Let me repeat that again. Bad people will choose good organizations to do bad things. Mm-hmm. It is our responsibility in all youth-serving organizations to put as many barriers in place to protect our kids as we can, which is what scouting has been doing for the last 30, 40 years, Mm -hmm. we make sure that we have, we are one of the safest youth serving organizations right now. We require background checks. We require youth protection training. We require too deep leadership, all of those barriers in place. What the bankruptcy is connected to are incidents that occurred in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Right? Right. And that's a lot of our churches and other youth serving organizations that are going through the same thing. It's the same story. 50, 60 years ago, many times. That predators will go to where the youth are. Bad Mm -hmm. people will choose good organizations to do bad things. So again, we have to put as many barriers in place, and we have. So that is what the bankruptcy is connected to. We as a local council are an independent organization separate from our national office. So the bankruptcy is connected to our national office, not necessarily our local council. Mm -hmm. That being said, we will always stand behind that one victim is too many victims. Mm-hmm. So the ba- what's connected to the bankruptcy is creating a trust that will support victims. And if financial support is what they need, if counseling is what they need, we want to make sure that they are taken care of. So every council across the United States is paying into this trust to make sure that all victims are supported because we will always stand behind the victims. All right, I'm going to play that stereotypical parent again. I yes. come to you and I say, you know, Shanna, my first and foremost responsibility, I mean, you're a parent, I'm a parent, is to make sure that my child is safe. How do you assure me that my child is safe? I'm going to assure you that all of our registered adult leaders are background checked. They're required to take a significant amount of youth protection training and leadership training. We also follow what's called too deep leadership. It is absolutely required in our movement. There will never be a single adult alone with a child that is not their own. So too deep leadership, even when it comes to Um, Let's say your 17-year-old who's working on their Eagle Scout wants to ask their Scoutmaster a question. If that young man emails their Scoutmaster directly, the Scoutmaster must then add another adult that is either a family member or another registered adult leader on the email to return, which is, Mm. it's so deep. Too deep leadership goes so deep. So all of those barriers, the incidents that occur these days are next to none. Yeah. Next to none. So that, again, the bankruptcy is connected that, to things that happened prior to things like background checks and and criminal screening and you know predator registration. It was prior to all of that. All those barriers that we put into place create such a safe environment for our kids. So big picture, mm-hmm. where do you see scouting headed in the next five years, next 10 years? Well, here in Arkansas, we're going to grow. We're absolutely going to grow. We see quite a cry from families to get back involved in outdoor activities, especially outdoor activities that involve the entire family and not just 
the one singular gender youth. So the amount of families that when they realize, oh, my son and my daughter and me and my husband can go camping with you guys, it's just such a heartwarming experience to get them involved. So I see a lot of growth. I also see a lot of new adventure and activities happening, which I'm very excited about. Um, Couple things coming down the line. We're going to be making some improvements on that beautiful property up in Damascus. And I wanted you to talk a little bit more about that. Like you said, almost 3,000 acres. It is a beautiful property. Camp Rockefeller, like you said, traditional camps, so summer camps, other events during the year. Uh, the Reynolds Training Center, is that for adult volunteers? That is leader? for adults and youth. So, okay. and both camps. So, lay out the difference and yeah. what they do. So, Camp Rockefeller is a traditional camp. We've got an Olympic sized pool, we've got a shooting sports arena, we've got climbing walls, a coke course, all the great things you would want in a camp. We run five to six weeks of summer camp during the summer season for our Scouts BSA youth. Mm-hmm. And then we run a Cub Scout resident camp for a week. And then in the fall, we run two. Cub Scout Adventure Weekends. Plus, there's a smattering of other activities. But if there are other organizations that are looking for the opportunities to take youth or even adults out for some team building experience, we're happy to assist you guys with that. Oh, wow. Yes. I did not realize that. Yep. Um, that piece of property that is Camp Rockefeller, we can camp roughly 2,000 people per week. It's a phenomenal mm-hmm. property, phenomenal mm-hmm. property, which we're making some improvements to, high adventure improvements, including possibly ATV programs, horseback riding, lots of fun Interesting. stuff. Yes. And then over at the Reynolds- You do a lot with 3,000 acres, Yes, you can. You? Well, we, that doesn't even touch our 3,000 yeah, acres. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of space. Over at the Reynolds Training Center, We have a banquet hall that'll sit 350 people that looks over a beautiful valley. It's absolutely gorgeous, connected to a commercial kitchen. We have three fully functional classrooms that have all the AV you could possibly ask for. And then we have a hotel bunkhouse situation that can sleep about 110 people. So we use it for youth training development. We use it for adult training development. And that is also open for use for the general public if they want to run activities there. How does, how does this facility, the entire reservation with both Reynolds and Rockefeller, rate along with other ones you've seen around the country in your work in scouting in the years? Oh, they can't touch it. I was going to say, it has to be right up there. <laughs> they can't touch on the it. list. Yeah. It, is, it is so well done. Um, it is just so much fun. They can't touch it. And I've worked in uh, 14, 15 camps before in my wow. career. Yeah, a lot. And, and this is number one? This is number one. Wow, wow. <laughs> yes, especially after we make some of the improvements that we're about to make. So yeah. it's number one, yes. Yeah, so you mentioned ATVs, you mentioned horses. What, yes, sir. What, what else are you thinking as you move? We have that? cowboy action shooting already in place. Oh, wow. We have a Yeah, we have an Olympic-sized clay shooting area. We have tons of fun activities for kids. A coke course, climbing walls. We're going to put in a couple of zip lines. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you you strike me uh, certainly as an optimist. You see scouting growing in Arkansas instead of as this thing that used to be big in the past and its day is kind of past. Its day is not past. It's 100% not past. It did slow down due to COVID. Right. Just like everything else. But we are now ready to start serving our youth. Everything is back open. All of our packs and troops are active and busy. We're out in schools right now recruiting. So we are ready to grow and support our families and youth you know i've um, heard other or had other guests on this podcast and we have talked about the great outdoor attributes that arkansas has and how that's going to play a key role in the economic development of the state uh, because 
you know, we've always promoted hunting and fishing, which we have world class, but now we realize hiking, cycling with what the Walton brothers are doing there, making this the mountain biking capital of the country, and I think they will achieve that. They've certainly got the money to do it. Um, hang gliding, rock climbing, bird watching, freshwater scuba diving. It's really remarkable for a small state. All those things I just listed, you can find a world-class opportunity somewhere in Arkansas. Absolutely you can. Absolutely, which is why it's one of the best places for scouting. Yeah. Because all that adventure is right out our back door. And again, going back, that's... Again, I take it again. One of the things that attracted you to Arkansas, seeing that and saying, this is really kind of the perfect spot to develop a scouting program. It's the perfect spot to develop a scouting program. It's also a great spot to raise kids. Mm -hmm. 100% a wonderful place to raise kids. I want my kids to grow up worrying about football games and proms and all that kind of fun stuff that we did as kids, not worry about if they're wearing the right Gucci t-shirt. Yeah. And Arkansas provides that for my kids. And so you have found that experience to be a good one so far in the months you've lived here. And so have my children, yes. Well, thank you. As a native native Arkansan, that is that is good to hear. All right, what have I left out? Running out of time, but so, uh, there got to be something else you want to promote, talk about. Of course I do. Let me remind you, sir, that the Heart of the Eagle Luncheon, which you were yes. our honoree last year, last fall, yeah. yes, is coming up on October the 26th. Right. Tables are available if anybody wants to come out and sponsor a table. Our honoree this year is actually our frontline healthcare workers. So we're oh, gonna, that is great. So we're going to be honoring all of those that day-to-day put their lives on the line to get us through this COVID crisis. So we will be giving the Heart of the Eagle Award to frontline medical workers, and then we will also have a panel discussion with the CEOs of our four major hospital systems. So they'll all be there as well. It's going to be a great event. October 26th at the Robinson Center. If you want more information, come and visit our website, and we'll get you guys set up with the table. And luckily this year, and, I, and I've got to go back and say how honored I was uh, when, when Ray Dillon told me, but when he told me was slightly before the pandemic yeah. started, and never did I realize that that would lead to two years of conference calls almost before we had an actual event. Yes, our event is going to happen <laughs> October 26th. Yes, sir. Great. Shannon, it's great to have you in Arkansas. Thank you so much. And as an old legal scout, thank you for all you're doing for scouting in Arkansas. Absolutely. And thank you for being a continuing scouting supporter. Shanna Richardson, our guest from the Quapaw Council. Again, thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson. We'll see you next time. This is a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.